The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, so what are we drinking today? It's Friday. It is Friday. Friday is our favorite day. It is. (laughs) And we just had a great scene. We had a great scene, and a martini is appropriate. We have exactly. to have our, our martini. It's our favorite drink when we have great scenes. Yeah. You need your favorite drink. So this is really simple. If you're new to the podcast, I've talked about this drink before, but I love sharing it all the time because we do have a recipe now that we think has perfected this martini. So we make two large martinis out of this. Understand this isn't one drink. So it's eight parts of Tangeray London Dry to one part Dolan dry vermouth. And then I put in four to six shakes of orange bitters. And then I stir it a hundred turns. I carefully make orange twists. It's important you make orange twists. We used to do this a long time ago with lemon all the time. Right. But orange is the key. Well, orange is the key for two reasons. You mm. like the orange bitters. For sure. But you also you get the scent of the orange, which is amazing. It just plays so well with the gin. Yeah. And strain it into a cold glass, okay, and then put your twist in, and then you can take an extra piece of orange and let the oils express over the top of each drink, and then I usually rub the edge of the glass yeah. with the rind and it's delightful it's beautiful to look at you know the Mm. orange really sits in there lovely but more importantly when you bring it to your face to take a drink yes you get that aromatic perfume of the orange very very appetizing absolutely Mm. sets the drink off and then you take your first sip and it's a perfect martini it's perfect yeah it's perfect so let's do that there you go yeah that's that's the friday drink right there it just is it's perfect you know we've done 600 or so cocktails this is the best one I know. Great. Yeah. Great cocktail. The reason that we choose this one as the best one is because you can literally drink it every day. It's that good. Right. Yeah. Right. I enjoy it. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder dot app. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so it's the story of O, and it's chapter three, part four, our part four. Correct. And this chapter begins with Sir Stephen bringing O to Anne Marie, mm-hmm. and it sort of describes Anne Marie as this similarly aged woman to Sir Stephen. She has long black hair. She has gray streaks in her hair, mm-hmm. but her eyes are so blue they're black. And she's high refined. Yeah, fairly refined lady. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't actually interact with, greet, or even acknowledge her, even though she serves coffee to them both. And afterwards, she says to Sir Stephen, may I? And then he goes, please, or of course. And then she takes O's hand and stands her up and says, turn around, show me your pussy, show me your ass. Very sort of perfunctory. Objectifying her. Objectifying her. And then she says, look, you're not going to wear garters anymore. I'm going to give you proper stockings. Take those off. Because of the depressions that we're causing. Yeah. And she said, who told, to Stephen, like, sort of scolding him, who told you to do this? Yeah. He said, oh, the boy, the boy who gave her to me, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. And then she says, well, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm going to give you like a corset. And longer stockings. Longer stockings. And we won't have that any longer. Mm -hmm. And then they leave her standing there while they send off for her to have a corset brought. And eventually this blonde girl, we don't know know anything else about her, but that she's silent, Mm -hmm. comes in and starts fitting O. And O puts on the stockings and the girl begins snapping the corset shut and tightens it very tight, so tight that it's very constricting. Yeah, for breathing. For breathing and so forth. But Anne-Marie points out to Sir Stephen, look, you know, you can access her pussy and she grabs it by the pussy lips. It shouldn't be a problem, shouldn't if, be a problem even if you either. keep it in place. Yeah, you can, if, if you can't undress her, you know, you can see when you access mm-hmm. her ass. And but, it, but it seemed more like, I mean, it's training. Waist training is a thing, mm-hmm. just like postured collars and, you know, posture training. Yeah. And so it's a thing. And so like back in the day when society said, this is what women wear, it actually, you know, they wore them so often, it, it actually changed their skeletal structure, Right. Uh, moved their rib cage up, created less volume for oxygen consumption because the lungs moved out of the way. Sure. And so, yeah, it creates tiny waists. And then there's a whole fetish behind tiny waists. Mm-hmm. But what they're trying to do is get... Sir Stephen's trying to get a, what he prefers as a look mm. out of O. And it's a training. It's a control thing, too. Think about right. it. It is a control thing. Right. So having her wear it and live inside that all the time, only to go out of it at maybe only showers even, right. would be an interesting prospect. And I don't know what his plans are. But, you know, he, he has these ulterior motives. So I think she might find she's in it a lot more than she thought she would be. Right. And... She's sort of processing all this, right? She's trying to come to terms with it. And what she's considering is that she's no longer herself. Like her body isn't hers to control. Her mind is, but her body is. Well, there's parts of her body that could be used at any point without her permission-ish. yeah. And that she realized she has only pieces of her that she's in control of. Right. And that's a bit of a struggle for her. It's a struggle. And then she's also really, she's talked about this before, but she's really at a point where she's like, I don't know who I belong to. Do I belong to Sir Stephen or Renee? Yeah. And she also notes that she's been with Sir Stephen and she can't even remember for how long. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. This scene comes to an end almost when Anne-Marie says, well, you can bring him back any time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can bring him back. In two days, in, two days, in 10, 10 days, days whatever. Goes, but in 10 days, I'm going to be at Samoa, which is another location mm-hmm. that O doesn't know anything about. 
And, you know, I expected her to say she'll bring her to Rossi, but now she's going to be taken somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't know what place that is. And so Stephen said that he'll bring her in 10 days and at the beginning of July. And then they're in the car and while they're leaving. No, so Stephen stays behind and she's in the car by herself returning. Oh, yeah. So Stephen stayed behind. Yeah, yeah. She drives by, they drive by a statue, or she remembers a statue that she, that she had seen as a child right. in the Luxembourg Gardens of a woman whose waist had been so similarly constricted that it looked like the statue might break. Especially the position the woman was bent over looking at herself at in, a, in, in the, water. Yeah. the water that was also marble. Yeah. And the position of the statue was just, just looked like it would snap in half. Yeah, but she, she makes it very interesting note about that. Like, well, if that's what he wants, that's right. what he gets. Right. I mean, she was very clear about that. Right. Yeah. So that's where, that's where we end this section. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's actually a lot of submission Mm-hmm. in the conversation and a lot of dominance in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's a different spectrum of the dynamic that we've seen. Mm. You know, in the past, we've had a sense of a relatedness between Renee and Sir Stephen, where mm-hmm. Renee is clearly the inferior or the lesser partner in that. And he, Sir Stephen even refers to him as a boy. Mm-hmm. But he has a certain level of respect for Anne-Marie, and the way he interacts with her is much more as an equal. Way more like peers. Way more like peers. Yeah, way more. Like there's, and I can see that dominant to dominant. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a dominant. It's, there's no doubt about that. And so it's interesting to watch how O is a switch, but O isn't in the same realm as like a full dominant. You know what I mean? Not at all. You yeah. I, mean? yeah, I she, get that. She's a switch in her interactions with, say, Jacqueline, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, well, and that makes Stevens. sense. And I was, and I, based on even seeing today, just as I'm starting to explore that part, right? Yeah. One thing I identify with that part of the story when I recognize that those are two dominants, here's a switch, but she's in a submissive role, is I think if there's clear lines of delineation, a switch can operate in that situation because they can switch, but it's difficult. I find it difficult. <laughs> Yeah. Like, where am I going to cross the line Is it when I'm topping and you've requested me to top if I tell you to do so? Like, I played with that a little bit today, but yeah. it was like kind of nerve wracking. And so <laughs> so what's hard is then I flip back and forth between two two worlds. Yeah. And, oh, it doesn't know where she stands. And that's unnerving well, she, for her. She doesn't know where she stands in some respects, but she also is really clear that her submission is Sir Stevens. She is. And yeah. she's no longer pining about oh, I don't know if I'm Renee or Sir Stevens. You know, yeah. I love Sir Stevens. She went into this big thing about loving him and that he'll finally see clearly to love her back. Yeah. And then she's now is not giving any real effect to that, but that she's not pining and saying, yeah, but I wish I was with Renee right now. Well, what I was interested in was the real lack of concern that she had about being handed off to Anne-Marie and being taken somewhere else, dropped off somewhere. Like it didn't occur to her as didn't rise to the level of like a, a concern. Well, as a submissive listening to you read that, I definitely was like, oh, this is an opportunity for someone to, to train you and shape you into yeah. something that's desirable. Obviously, Sir Stephen brought you here for this reason. Yeah. And I found that attractive. Like, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. Right. Yeah. You know, the whole idea of corset waist training is, you know, I'd be into that at a certain level. You know what I mean? 
just because it's attractive. Mm. And I have been fascinated by corsets and waist cinchers and those kinds of things. So maybe I'll play with that and order something and just play with the idea of it to yeah. see. Now it could be that I, it's not comfortable. I don't like it or whatever, but it's something that it's a training. It's a discipline that is an interesting discipline because it's also a lot of dominants use it even in their own too. It's like, um, armor, right? It's like your armor, like right. you're wearing this protective essence to you. I don't mean to attach it to role playing per se. It's just one of those things I think right. that's out there. And, and I see it a lot and, um, I haven't explored it. Not really. If it helps you, I'd like you in a course. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it, in corsets require attention you know yeah. you have to have someone to help you right. cinch it and then over time it you'll find that the laces get looser and so then you have to have them cinch it again sure and so it's one of those i gotta get into this right. <laughs> but it's an interesting idea so yeah and you know it's certainly in it the does realm. make people feel sexy i think i think so too it certainly is in the realm of their dynamic as it mm. stands and yeah the thing that's interesting to me is we don't really know what Anne Marie's up to. You know, we get a little insight. Yeah. She's dominant. She's going to do some training. Okay, good. So we don't really know where that's going to go. We'll find out in when they go when she drops. Well, it could be. You know, they Sir Stephen's aware of O's proclivity to be a switch and to be has been dominant of women before. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously. But maybe there's training they want to have happen so that there's some kind of training. What's interesting to me is Sir Stephen hands off a lot of shit. He does. Which makes me wonder, well, is, you know, two sides of it. We'll never know this. But does he have some kind of job or obligation? Maybe he's married. No one knows this. That affords him all this less this opportunity where he has less time he wants to have it is just set up for him to be just go from zero to 60. It's like having a concubine on call basically. Right. So, so there's that thought. I, I'm not sure if that's the case, but there's that thought going through my head. There's also, is he just a lazy dominant and he doesn't want to put the effort into training? But then also, if I look at the time period, does he want to defer some of the training to professionals because he, Amber is a woman. Right. So women know some things that the men don't know about the items they're using. For example, the stocking skin in place. Right. Sir Stephen saw her wearing those for a long time before going to Anne-Marie. And that's why she confronted him and said, why are you doing that? What's right. going on? That he just doesn't have that. He doesn't have that information or cares to have that information. I mean, it's, let's be honest, it's a misogynistic thing. But also as a dominant, a lot of times that training, that personal attention, if he was somehow involved while she's being trained, even with someone else, it would seem that he would have way more power over her and influence only because he's the one that's doing it. But now all these hands are in the pot. I know. It's interesting. All you know, these hands are in the pot. When you say she's being sent off for training, I'm reminded when I was a kid, I had a dog that went off to dog training school. And when I got mm -hmm. him back, he was a trained dog and I could voice command him, voice command him. Right. And I think this is the same thing. It's kind of like, She's been reduced to chattel mm -hmm. by Sir Stephen, and she's being trained by Anne-Marie to be X. I don't know what that X is. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We'll find out. And the way I have it is what your last thought is, which is that you know he just couldn't be bothered. He just wants her trained. So he's going right. to give her to somebody whose expertise is training submissives to be. Yeah, and way. again, let's let me just reiterate. Oh, thinks she's the only. She does. 
And, and the reality is she could be gone, like go in 10 days and then be gone for several weeks or a month or more. Right. Do you really think Sir Stephen's going without during that time? I don't think he's going without. And I think Renee is probably recruiting. Oh, I yeah. totally think that. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.